podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Premier League Cricket Show and this week we're talking about the NCCA. So to join us today uh, with myself is Hugh as normal. How are you doing Hugh? How are you doing? Um, but our most important guest today is the Operations Director from the NCCA, Richard Logan. How are you doing Richard? Yeah, really good thanks. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, absolute pleasure mate. Now let's get back to basics before we go anywhere. For those of our listeners who don't know what NCCA is, tell us. Well, it stands for the National Counties Cricket Association. I suppose it's probably been historically been best known for being the minor counties, but the name change happened just over four years ago now. And that's kind of when I uh, came into the position I'm in. It was actually operations manager and it's kind of grown over the last two or three years from a sort of three day a week, four day a week, and now I'm full time, which I've been for just coming up to 12 months. So yeah, and we basically look after 20 counties around the country from sort of Cornwall and Devon up through the centre of England with Bucks and Hertfordshire and Berkshire across to Suffolk and Norfolk and then up to Cumbria and Northumberland with a few few in between as well. So yeah, we look after 20 counties and our fundamental part of our business, I suppose, is to deliver a cricket programme for uh, what we deem as the best best recreational cricketers in the country. The really obvious question to follow that, how did you end up in that job, Richard? What's your background and where, where did where'd you come from in this cricket world? Okay, well, I can go all the way back to, I think I was about about four months old when I first went to a cricket ground so my dad played in an era when everyone played Saturday and Sunday and it was without question it was the same 11 that played on the Saturday as they did on the <laughs> Sunday my mom and everybody else made the teas and it was it was that so it was kind of our life growing up certainly over the summer and that was at Cannock Cricket Club so that was part of my, a massive part of my life growing up uh, I'm a Staffordshire lad <laughs> I then started playing myself went through from Cannock into Staffordshire went through the age groups and then got picked up by Northampton when I was 15 16 signed a contract with them and then I played professionally for 12 years up until about 2008 and then I went into the world of minor counties with Berkshire and a bit with Cheshire and then back with Berkshire and at the same time I'd finished playing professionally I started a cricket coaching business and then have kind of been in cricket as that says my whole life really so whether it's been coaching which I actually don't do anymore into kind of the business side of, of cricket I suppose and yeah I had a my own business an events and marketing business the sort of job came up for national counties and I went for it and that's where I am now and with, with the role of the national counties that I suppose that background of events and marketing and organizing stuff together with your life in cricket was just a perfect fit really yeah well obviously it was so it was good I, I know Nick Archer who's our chairman very well just because of the his links with the Birmingham League and actually I used to he'll probably hate me saying it but I used to watch him play against my dad so <laughs> we saw the club that he played for for years and years were always the best club around or certainly one of the best clubs around and him and Steve Dean opened the bag for Staffordshire so they're kind of the guys that I looked to looked up to when I was mm. playing and going to watch Staffordshire play when I was a, a young lad really and obviously playing for the age groups you look to that you look up to that team so yeah it's uh it, it was perfect and it's been great and I, I love it I love working in it and I think we've made some really good strides forward over the last four years from really one of my first jobs was to kind of rebrand uh, mm-hmm. and get the national counties brand developed and established which I think we're on the way of doing there it's funny when you talk to some of the guys who play national counties cricket they do every now and again slip 
the word minor counties, but then they correct themselves almost immediately because they realise it's changed and it is four years now. Yeah, To me, you are the, the pinnacle of recreational cricket. We were talking off air, weren't we, as to whether you guys are semi-recreational, semi-professional, a bit of you know, a bit in between. But 20 counties around the country is a hell of a lot to look after from, as you say, Cumbria down to Dorset, down to you know the Suffolk area. How the hell do you manage? Because you ain't got a big team, have you? We haven't got a big team, but what we have got is a fantastic group of volunteers that run every one of those counties. And I've got some that, that help me. And we've got a brilliant board now that we've developed over the last three or four years um, with some highly skilled people on it. And I know that each of the counties has has the same. So, yeah, we couldn't do it without all those volunteers. And they put in a huge amount of work and effort into, well, each of the counties and how they how they run their operations. So, yeah, we oversee everything and we give as much support as we, we, we can. But, yeah, we're, we, have to, we have to be thankful that we've got so many really great volunteers that help run each of the counties. And the, the more we can support them, the better, obviously. And we look to do that as much as we can. But each of the counties is run extremely well. Richard, are you, are you supporting them from sort of the top end right through pathways right down to under 11s that kind of thing and uh, no we're the first 11 and the development 11 at the moment there might be opportunities to extend that in the future but not not at the moment and actually we've gone been through a transition over the last three or four years the way some of the counties are structured themselves and mm. um, you've got the county cricket board and then you've got the county club and over the last few years a lot of those have merged so half of our counties have merged now so yeah. it's kind of like Berkshire cricket or Lincolnshire cricket rather than Lincolnshire county cricket club and Lincolnshire county cricket board they're all together uh, and one now so uh, that's not to say that's better or worse than ones that aren't merged uh, as long as they've got good relationships and work closely together then it's it's as effective I suppose the, the national counties play in a number of competitions through the year for those who are listening to the pod and haven't got a clue, because all they ever follow is, you know, Test cricket, T20, IPL, and the County Championship. Just tell everyone, you know, what can they look forward to across an NCCA season? Because there's a hell of a lot of cricket, isn't there? Yeah, there is a lot of cricket, and we <clears throat> we try and dovetail our season with the first class. So as you as you mentioned earlier, we kind of sit in between recreational cricket and professional cricket, and one of our not our only job, but one of our main jobs is is to supply players into the first class arena. And that might be players that are late developers, mm-hmm. players that have been in and, and then dropped out and try and give them a springboard back into a sort of second opportunity playing professional cricket. So we try and make sure that our season, obviously it fits in with what we need it to do from a date perspective, but it also dovetails with the uh, T20 Blast or the Metro Bank or, or anything else. So we have a T20 competition at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that starts on the 28th of April this year, I think it is. We, we've actually got a slightly different format in the T20, which I'll come back to in a second. Yeah. Um, but we have T20, that kind of finishes as the Blast starts. We then have 50 over cricket that kind of leads into the Metro Bank 50 over stuff. And then we have our three-day cricket that happens during, predominantly happens during the summer holidays, obviously for a number of reasons with teachers and students and stuff being off. So that's when they have to have days off work because that kind of those, those games run into a Monday and a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So just to touch on the T20 stuff, historically we've played that in four groups of five. Everybody plays each other. They have two T20 games on a day because obviously we, there's a lot of travel in our cricket. So... Mm-hmm. If you're traveling three hours to go and play a game of cricket, you want to make the most of the day. So mm-hmm. uh, everybody plays against each other twice, two home games, two away games, and then the top of each league uh, progress on to, to finals day. That's how it's been for the last few years. Uh, this year, it's slightly different. We're in five groups of four. 
<laughs> and then everyone's going to play the other three people still twice. There'll be one home and two away or two away and one home. And then the top two teams will go through to the Super 12s along with the two best third place finishers. The Super 12s will then be a round robin of yeah. three teams at a certain venue. And then the winner of that particular sort of showdown on that Super 12s day, those four teams that have won that will go through to finals day. So it's a slightly different thing that's new for this year. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about that because it gives counties an opportunity to play T20 cricket against people they wouldn't necessarily play yeah. against and just adds a different element, I think. So that's quite exciting. And I'm guessing the, the way the calendars formatted for you guys in very simplistic terms, it means that if you guys are finishing your T20 just before the Vitality Blast comes together, if there's any players who stood out from the national counties, there are first-class counties who put their hand up there and say, hey, we want to get them in to come and play for us. And again, the same with your 50-over tournament into Metro Bank. Exactly, yeah. So that's one of the main reasons we do it in that in that way. Mm-hmm. And actually, the other benefit to our competition, certainly the T20, is the fact that we've got players that have stepped up relatively recently or might be on white ball contracts that come back in and they've been national county players. So they're an Oxford lad or they're... Yeah from Wales National County or whatever. So they come back and play in the T20 as a preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, that really bolsters the standard of our cricket. And that's that's really beneficial because it's great for any player, actually, but young players coming through to be able to pick the brains of somebody who's made that step up to say, right, what does it take? Can you help me? So that they really add value to the teams to come back in. And at the end of the day, if, if Staffordshire have created a player and they've gone on to sign for Warwickshire, for them to come back and not give something back because they're obviously getting something out of it as well. But it's a really... It, it's a really good way of working. Mm. So it works both ways. So give us some names that listeners can look out for next year who, who've come through national counties in the last 18 months, two years. And yeah, you know, there's a few out there who've signed white ball contracts in particular for next year, aren't there? There is, yeah. Harrison Ward has signed from Oxford. Is it plays at Sussex? Sussex. Zainal, yeah, Zainal Hassan has signed for Glamorgan. Had his first year last year. Mm-hmm. Kashif Ali is at Worcester from Beds. And one of the one of the really exciting young lads that came on our EC, ECC trip in the second year was Jaffa Chowan. Uh, he's a Berkshire lad and he signed for Yorkshire. I think he got picked up by one of the 100 franchises, a bit, although he didn't play very much he's definitely going to be in the mix and that's that's certainly a name to, to look out for and you're finding the first class counties now are looking back at you guys in, in a way that is completely different to the, what it was when it was just inverted commas minor counties I think so it's an ongoing bit of work that is to ensure that our relationships are better there's a lot of counties that have an official partnership with a first class county and that's obviously brilliant uh, I've already named Oxfordshire and Sussex there Berkshire and Middlesex uh, and there's lots of those partnerships around. What I'm trying to uh, uh, encourage is the fact that they create partnerships with all 18 counties because yeah. it might be that their supporting county or their partner county doesn't need a skill set of the best player in that team at that particular time. Mm. So actually, if Berkshire have got a left-arm spinner and Middlesex don't need a left-arm spinner, but Durham do, then why shouldn't that player be given an opportunity up at Durham or Kent or wherever it may be? So... The more we can sort of spread our wings with regards to the relationships we build within the counties, I think the better for the players. So, um, like I said, that's an ongoing bit of work. Hopefully that's happening. Our rep team will help that. The player ID day that we've done over the last couple of years has really helped that. And also the opportunity of the players getting to go and play in the ECC puts them in a completely different 
shop window, I think. So yeah. all those things are helping, but it's definitely sort of an ongoing process. You mentioned the player ID. What does that involve for the players? You know, how does that work? So the first one was not last March, the March before. I mean, we basically selected a number of our best 18 to 24-year-olds from around the counties through a nominations process. And then we put a selection panel together of coaches that kind of touch each of the areas in the country and selected 24 players, I think it were, to come and have a training day at Loughborough. The ECC supported that through David Court there we we invited all the first class coaches to come down and watch and they basically just come down and watch I get to have a bit of a chat with them talk mm. to them about what we're trying to achieve they get to watch the players and, and see some some guys that they might not be currently aware of if they are from counties that aren't near their first class county so mm. that happened to began on for two years ago and then we expanded it last year we had two sessions one in the morning one in the afternoon uh, and we had 20, 20 players at each. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the idea, literally as it sounds. It's an ID day for the first-class counties to come and see any young talent that we've got that they might not Brilliant. be currently aware of. It's almost the reverse of a an open trial. It's yeah. You're picking the, those 40 players as it was last year, saying you guys will bring them all to one place, and you know, we're going to show you the best of what we've got for, for going forward. Absolutely. So we're trying to do the filtering process for the first-class counties. Some say... Listen, come and have a look at the talent that we've got playing. It'd be it'd be great to see more of those first-class counties come to our fixtures as well and actually see the guys playing. And I know there's scouts out and about, so I'm not saying they don't do that at all. But you can only get so much from coming and watching a day indoors. And that's one of the reasons we've ex- we're looking to expand what we do as a, as a sort of representative team. Um, on the back of the ID days, on the back of the opportunity we've seen that the ECC is giving the lads as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully we'll have some three three training sessions in the new year, that, that similar sort of age group of, of players. And the idea is to then move into a bit more of a playing fixture list as well against the first 11 first class counties as well that's your representative team basically it is yeah and we have to be careful because there's so much cricket that goes on in the first part of the year we've tried to do it a number of times and we we get to a stage where actually we could probably have the fixture but it's not going to achieve what we want it to achieve the first class counties probably aren't going to send people because they're all busy with second 11 fixtures our players are generally playing in that second 11 that sort of list as well so we need to work out how we can do it and for me the best way of doing that is to get the lads in front of and playing against first 11 first class teams because that's a great preparation for them as well into the T20 Blast so hopefully we'll have a couple of games before the Blast a couple of games before the Metro Bank and it'll be good prep for those teams that we're playing against Fantastic That's phenomenal I I think listening to that I know myself and Richard have spoken off air about this previously it's almost a a reinvention of what was something was many years ago called the Unicorns Richard Yeah yeah, very similar so obviously a couple of different people running it this year not to say that'll be better or worse it's just slightly different different and I think we just want to make sure that we're giving our players the best opportunity and there's there's loads of things that we're working on in the background of whether that's getting slightly more involved in maybe university stuff Mm -hmm. certainly women women and girls cricket is a big area that we feel that we can support obviously we just need to work out and work with everybody that's running the game from the women and girls perspective that we fit into the right area there and we can support in the right way obviously I'm not interested in sort of bulldozing my way into that I want to make sure that we're we're in the right place but we've We've had something that's come up over the last couple of weeks that's really exciting to sort of give us a foothold in, in that world, I suppose. Are you, can you tell us what that is? Yeah, absolutely. So the ECC tournament, as we've we've talked about a couple of times, is the European Cricket Championships. We've taken a men's team there for the last three years and it's been a fantastic experience for the lads. <laughs> like I say, it puts them in a completely different shop window. From a report I saw this year, they had 40 million views of that tournament on a daily basis for a five-week period. So they've, they've done an incredible job to sort of spread cricket around Europe. And they're running their inaugural women's tournament 
in about 11 days we leave so yeah I've got a team together for that work with all the sort of regional directors of cricket to select a team that represents a similar group of players that we do it's a slightly different landscape so they're not necessarily all national counties players but the first class in the national counties it, it, like I say it's a different landscape so hopefully we've, we've got it right with the group that we're taking to make sure that we give them an experience that's going to assist them the step up to hopefully regional uh, honours in the near future is there is there funding you know i mean you know the funding is an issue at this level and obviously doing something like that is an expensive business um is funding been made available from like the ecb for the girls and and obviously for the men as well to help them do that or is is this all sort of funded from within so we're at the start of the conversation throughout the around about the girls to be honest and there's been some additional funding that every stakeholder's got for that so hopefully we're going to use that so it will be it will be supported by the ECB the ECC is supported by them and they sort all the costs out for when we're there. They've sorted all the costs out for the girls as well. There are some additional costs that we have to we have to pay. Obviously, it's like expenses to and from the airport, that kind of stuff. Mansfield Group is our clothing sponsor. They've been great over the last few years, fine as we kit for the men's team. Um, so hopefully, we can build on that for the women's stuff as well. And when you're looking at 40 million hits daily, it opens up some commercial doors. So we're working yeah. hard on that as well. And yeah, absolutely. Obviously great. And we are ECB funded. But I think it's really key from a business perspective, from the national county's perspective, that we go out there and start generating some of our own money as well. So we can expand into these areas slightly more quicker and probably more effectively with, with more money, obviously. That goes without saying. Yeah. I mean, there's some, you know, big counties that aren't first class counties, you know, big wealthy counties. And, and there really should be more publicity about their cricket team you know it's Oxfordshire's cricket team isn't it you know for instance you know and unfortunately we just don't sort of hear much about it in the news but that shouldn't be the case it should be um, much more widely publicized um, and, and that's that comes from unfortunately it probably comes from money going into the, the club and the minor county to then come out and, and expand it so hopefully that can that can happen now that I think video and and uh, you know certainly video is is much easier to access from from a cricket point of view from a it's, you can see the games they can be filmed better the equipment's much cheaper you know so hopefully that it becomes much easier and cheaper to publicize i mean you just have to look at the the county streams for first class counties you know i know knots have got put quite a lot of money in it but they're they're streams that they've got multi-camera setups and i know that's expensive but it's not as expensive as it was Four years ago, five years ago, you had to have a full TV crew there 10 years ago. So hopefully um, with the greater access of, of audiovisual, it, it can really boost the national counties right up there. Absolutely. We, we've just come to the end of a three-year plan to get all of our counties live streaming. So everyone's now got the capability to live stream and, and people have moved through that journey slightly slower because trying to do everything with all 20 counties in one go isn't achievable because mm. one, we don't know everything. And two, we want to try and go through a pace that suits people. So there's some people that are more comfortable doing it and have the resources and skills to really implement that section of it, whereas some of the counties have skills and resources in, in, in other areas. So <clears throat> what we do have now is 20 counties that all have the capability to live stream. So what we've got to do is take it on to the next level to say, well, actually, Wiltshire are a good example and Hertfordshire are a good example last year that had really detailed analysts or had multi-cameras with commentators. So it's absolutely doable, but it's just making sure that we can resource that 
and yeah. what the cost implications are and not asking people to deliver stuff that's completely unrealistic. But if we move through slowly and we support each other by internal support groups, sharing best case practices and all those kind of things, yeah. we can get to a stage where in two or three years time, we might have the ability to be the most watched recreational sport in the UK, for example. It's like I might have written that down yesterday, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I, I think one of the keys to that, for, you know, it, it's actually one of the keys as a problem for you in the past, which you, you're overcoming, but the key to the future. You've got a partnership with MV Play, which is one of the things you guys have worked on very closely with, to do all this live streaming over the last couple of years. But you're not all at the same ground, are you? So it's not, you know, Staffordshire don't just play at one ground, like Derbyshire might just play at one ground plus Chesterfield. So to set up live streaming for the uh, national counties at all the different grounds they play at is a different ball game to just setting it up at Lords, for example, and leaving the cameras all there. Yeah, and I think one of the, maybe one of the ways that we can go about that is to have like eight small mobile teams so they go to each other because we have eight fixtures every every week pretty much so if you go into those grounds and you go into those eight particular fixtures you can set it all up you might be able to do a bit of commentary we can set the grounds up so it's it, there's a bit of continuity of the way things look because then when you're going onto our website for example you might have eight nice tiles of the fixtures that are taking place and you can kind of dip in and dip out because although we might be live streaming it it's where can people access it where where the ease of access can i go in and like I can see you guys now and myself, we can click on that, go in and watch Berkshire versus Hertfordshire, come out and then go and watch Lincolnshire versus Northumberland. So if we can start doing that, we'll start getting the viewership up, we'll start getting the hits becoming more, mm-hmm. and collectively as a unit, we'll become a more uh, attractive commercial proposition, whether that's for me to sell or for the counties to sell. Definitely. I think, you know, as Dan Weston and the boys at uh, European Cricket have shown, if you build it, they will literally come. There's no two way. What they've done with European Cricket to get those 40 million hits a day during the ECC is just phenomenal. And it's continuing to grow time and time again. Uh, you know, And cricket, we know there are literally billions of people around the world who will watch cricket. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is. If they can turn their, their computer on, in this case, and get a live stream, they're going to watch it. And that's got to be to the benefit of everyone, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And we don't necessarily need to get a, a sponsor who's going to give us money who's in the UK or, or UK-based. It's if an Indian-based company in the UK or vice versa, mm-hmm. then we need, to, we need to play by our strengths. And if... As the, as the rep team to package up support of that rep team, not only to support players in the UK to step up into first class cricket, which is a really cool story anyway. But then we've got the we've got the caveat to say, well, actually, your brand on our shirt in yeah. a competition is going to be seen by millions and millions of people. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just working the both of them together, sort of mm-hmm. telling the story of our purpose and why we're here in the UK but also then taking advantage of the commercial eyeballs on cricket, really, that that the ECC have enabled us to do and hopefully will be in a similar position in years to come. Mm. Well, hopefully when this pod goes out, goes out literally a couple of days before you head to Spain. I think it's Sunday the 17th of December is the first game for the women and girls that you're taking out there. Who's coaching the team out there, Richard? Uh, Beth Morgan, obviously very well known within the the women and girls game. So, uh, and because I'm not particularly, not not well known, but not um, well versed in the women and girls game, I'm I'm really looking forward to the learning curve. It's going to be for me for a week, helping out and supporting from a coaching perspective to an extent, but I kind of stay out of the cricket side of things in Spain. I either leave Lambo and links to it in the men's stuff. Well, I'll, I'll leave Beth and Kiara, who's Kiara Green, who's the captain, uh, and let let the girls do their thing. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they uh, how they go for the week. And I think we've I think we've got a really strong team, and we've had a few conversations with the group on Zoom and individually, and they all seem really excited to go out there, and they all seem like a really good good group of girls. 
Yeah, fabulous opportunity at any time of the year, but the week before Christmas to be heading out there and doing that, you couldn't ask for anything better, could you? Yeah, uh, because the schedule when we're there is really <laughs> quite busy, albeit we did play for three days and have four days off this year before finals week, but um. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't because we have to take all of our kit over. Mm. Taking the Cubs as well is difficult, but I'm. Uh, I can yeah. tell you've thought about it though, haven't you? You've, you've thought absolutely. about it. Yeah. yeah, I've absolutely <laughs> thought about it. And there is a course right near where we stay, but yeah, we've decided <laughs> we actually played. Um, we played paddle this year, okay. which I was disappointingly awful at. And yeah, that kind of shows the age gap really when I'm trying to run around a court with a load of 22, 23 year olds and they're yeah. all whippersnappers. So I, I'll stay good. I can't resist asking though, Richard. If you were awful at it, who else was awful? Because there must be some of the guys who went out there to play for England. They can't all have been good at it. No, they weren't. Me and Tommy Sturgis ended up together in the sort of booby group, actually, I think. So that didn't... um, He'll probably hate me for saying that, but I think he's quite an honest lad. So I think he'll probably admit that me and him weren't weren't the best, weren't the best out of it. There was... As you can imagine, there was a lot of uh, competitive animals. (laughs) Yeah, the, the... can't who was the who was the best? Dare I ask? Well, I'm not going to throw my name out there and say anything that oh, I'm not going to throw any names out because I'll get a load of stick. But I think if I can remember rightly, there was Young, Scott, Hemp, and Rishton were there and thereabouts in in four of the better players from memory. But I think at this stage, I'd walked off and I was sat getting a drink because it was 30 degrees. It wasn't bad, was it? In the slice. Hey, so you're looking forward to ECC next year again. I'm I'm sure you'll be wanting to take a team out next next season. The run-up to that for you, Richard, by the sounds of things, it really started January, February, doesn't it, with your player ID days all the way through to the October and building through the season? Yeah, definitely. So I think there's there's a slight difference with it. The teams that we'll work with in January, February, March, the, the squad that we'd probably select a team from if I got a phone call from Richard Gould tomorrow and said, right, we want you in the T20 Blast or we want you in the Metro Bank. And we, we focus that on white ball cricket that we play in the UK, whereas the team... Is, is that a likelihood? Yeah. I hope so. Wow, that's de- de- definitely my my end goal. Um, like it, like that. One, one, one or the other, or both, or the hundred. Who knows? Who mm-hmm. knows what's happening? But I think the goal for me is to be prepared that if that call comes, it's not like right. What we're going to do? It's no problem. I could get a team tomorrow that would be very, very competitive in that cricket because we started working with them. We're going to continue that from January to March. We'll then monitor a high number of players throughout the year anyway. It's not like we just pull them out of the hat. So we've got a, a, a really good list of good quality youngsters with a couple of the slightly older, more experienced lads. Um, and then as we go through the season, we have a T10 selection day, which is a specific day where we get yeah. 22, 24 of the lads who are really in the mix to go to Spain and they play some T10 cricket because it really is a completely different format. I know mm-hmm. that sounds obvious, but it's a completely different game. So players need to be able to hit the ball in certain areas in certain ways. They need to be able to bowl under pressure with different skill sets because it's just so fast moving. And then after that selection day, we'll, we'll pick the team to go and we're definitely going next year. We I think the dates are the 14th, 17th of October. We've got finals because we won it this year. We go straight back straight to finals. finals. Yeah. Um, which well, is actually quite tough to do. but it, Yeah, I was going to say that with the Netherlands found that tough to do this year, um, as we did the year before. You, you haven't had that run up to it because our guys will have finished playing cricket late August, mid-September, and they get a break and they, they they just go out there and have to try and hit the ball from ball one, don't they? Yeah, and that's not easy, right? It's, and it's not easy running into ball when you go from grass to astro, mm-hmm. just getting that confidence back that you're not going to you slip, which you don't do, but mm-hmm. you've got to tell your brain you're not going to do that when you're steaming in trying to bowl quick. 
uh, and it's just getting getting the pace of everything. So it is a bit of a challenge. Hopefully, if we can, if we get a, a good sponsor on board, then um, we can maybe go away a few days before that off our own steam, off our own back and prepare, uh, because I think it's it's definitely worthwhile to do that if we can um, if we can get that support. So. Fingers crossed we'll be in a really good position when we finals week starts. Um, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. So, listen, this is the Premier League cricket show and there'll be a number of people listening going, so what on earth are you doing going on about National Counties cricket if this is the Premier League cricket show? So, you know, we, we, we pride ourselves with this new show that we're going to be all about the 32 Premier Leagues that are around the country. Um, we, we've, we estimate four and a half, five thousand players playing every Saturday in those 32 Premier Leagues and without a shadow they are the best cricketers in recreational cricket around the country but that's a natural link to the National Counties for, with, with you Richard isn't it and I think is it fair to say that we, we want to work together as almost your official podcast for next year so that we can actually share everything that National Counties do yeah absolutely well I go that there's such a high percentage of our players that play in Premier League cricket all over the place um I know that from personal experience. I've, yeah. managed, I've played in a lot of them myself. From my, I've moved around a few counties, so I think I've played in played in the Birmingham League, played in Notts, played in Lincolnshire, Sussex, uh, and it's actually great to see all the differences and the sort of um, the different way the games play, the wickets you play on. I've, I've played up in North Staffs and South Cheshire, and those wickets compared to the ones in Sussex are just completely different. Mm. The way that people go about their cricket's different, but ultimately it is. It is the, the the grounding of everybody going up into the national counties. So I, I can't think of anybody who doesn't play Premier League cricket. And I know I think Dorset have just got their have, yeah. Premier League status as well. So that's great because that's another one of our counties that is going to be playing within their own county. So yeah, it, I think there's such a such a strong link that a lot of the players that if we do some coverage about our most valuable players throughout the season, there'll be there'll be players that are playing in the ECB Premier League for sure. It's no uh, coincidence that the previous two episodes of this one, our listeners will have heard from Andy Rishton, one of uh, the guys who plays for you guys at the Representative Eleven. They'll have heard from Brad Wadlin, one of your coaches who you work very closely with. And we're going to continue that theme because not only are they uh, people who we want to speak to, but as you say, they work in Premier League cricket, they play Premier League cricket, and they play in National County. It is the natural link. And we want to do as much as possible to, I think Hugh said the words earlier, publicise what you guys do because the 18 first class counties get in my opinion um, an inordinate amount of publicity in comparison to the amount of cricket that goes on below that whether it be the 20 first class or the 32 Premier Leagues and there's a, some massive stories to tell I mean, I, I'm going to pick one story from last season in the NCCA which I don't think got anywhere near the publicity that it should have and it, it's a pretty obvious one to, to Hugh I know what's coming here it was Niels Priestley's innings in the T20 finals day I mean, you were there, I'm sure, Richard. You know, describe that innings for anybody who wasn't there in comparison to what they'd see watching the Vitality Blast. Well, it was no different. In fact, it was probably better, to be exactly. honest. Because um, it was just some insane ball striking. And it was really unfortunate that Niels had gone to Australia this winter. And that's one of the things, I suppose, we have to battle with, with people disappearing off and they can't play, um, they can't play in Spain for us because he absolutely would have been in that team. But yeah, it's... Bearing in mind they're playing against Berkshire, historically one of the better, stronger teams. They've got a lot of trophies over the last few years. Then it was just, it was just incredible. And I was, it was because it was the start of the day. Mm -hmm. I was actually running around a little bit, trying to just make sure everything was okay because we obviously organised the day and there was a lot of people there. 
<laughs> and uh, by the time I'd looked up, he was on about seventy, and it was just it was just crazy. I'd heard obviously balls flying all over the place, but yeah, he, he's an incredible ball strike, and it was an incredible innings. But like you say, he's not the only person that does those things. They're mm-hmm. done week in week out. Whether it's I think Sam Young and David Scott put on an unbelievable partnership. Youngy got two hundred, David Scott got seventy for Dorset. Yeah. And then subsequently, that was then knocked off by Shropshire, where George Hargrave got 200. So we, we have some incredible games played. And it's one of our ongoing bits of work, obviously, that we try and promote our cricket as much as possible. But joining forces with you guys on here, speaking about it more, getting it out as far as we can, the social media stuff, everything else that we're consistently trying to do. But yeah, Obviously, I'm biased, but I think we should get more airtime and the more we can get, the better, really. It's just missing that. I feel like it's missing that sort of FA Cup. You know what I mean? Like the FA Cup links the amateur game, the semi-pro game and the professional game in football so well. Mm. And it's such a big event every year. And because the first class counties, just it's just a, that's it, it door shut. And, and I suppose the unicorns historically and, and other things going back, but it, it's there just isn't that link, and there should be. There should be a way of merging the two a bit better, giving more opportunities to the you know the likes of Niels Priestley and, and those kind of players to then do something on a on a national level, which then jumps them and gives them that opportunity to step forward. You know, a Jamie Vardy type player who's you know all of a sudden you know you've got a, a, one of the world's quickest strikers um, knocking about in non-league football. Two years later, he's playing the Premier League and winning the Premier League. You know, it, kind of opportunity. Because those players are there, you know, they may have, like you say, they might have developed late. They, you know, might have late birthdays. We've been discussing that on Twitter a lot this week. You know, um, mm. they might have had the opportunities, uh, coaching opportunities when they were younger, but then got themselves going, you know, a bit older, and and just giving those guys opportunity to come through. You know, is a, is, a, is what's possibly missing at the moment, and hopefully that can that can really accelerate through. Yeah, I think it was 2005 was the last year that the CNG played. I think because I was playing at Hampshire at the time, and we played against Shropshire. I think Shifnal. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I remember, when I first started in this job and was speaking with people, they, they thought that it was a bit of a, a bind for the first class county to play against national counties mm-hmm. or minor counties at the time. And I was like, it's absolutely, certainly from my experience, it wasn't. I remember mm-hmm. that Hampshire team, we had Kevin Peterson, Shane Warne, Dimi Mascarenas, Sean Udell, John Crawley, Sean Irvine. So it wasn't like we took a weakened team. We, we mm-hmm. like, don't want to lose those games, right? It's the first game of the CNG. Luckily, we actually, Hampshire went on to win that, the whole tournament that year. So you don't want to slip up against them. And I think now that there, whether there's the opportunity for all of the counties to get back in and play in an FA Cup style trophy, I obviously absolutely see the value and would love to, and, and would support that because well, I'd love to see all the counties playing against those. Mm. Whether that's going to happen, I, I, I don't know. But I think it would be, it would be a great thing to bring back. I suppose having just done like we've done in the 50-over competition in the World Cup. Is that the right thing for cricket to potentially, for some first-class counties to play one or two games in the whole season or whether whether, whether this would dovetail into the Metro Bank as well? But there's there's only so many days in the summer and I, I know that's the uh, that's always the challenge. It's a challenge we face from our cricket programme and I know it will be the the, the the one that's faced. You said there's only so many days in the summer, but there's also some quite big squads out there that some of those guys are not playing a lot of cricket. You know, they don't have to have all the absolute top names playing every single game you know you saw Leicestershire 
winning the the overcome. I forget the lad who, who got a hundred and he, a local Leicester Leicester Premier League player in and out of county two steps up and he's he's won you know he's won the fifty overcome. So absolutely, players when given the opportunity can do something special. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I've no doubt that we don't just have a squad of eighteen or twenty four that I can select for a rep team that would do it. We have a whole host more players than that mm. can excel in those fixtures. And we've uh, we've had the showcase games now running for a number of years where we've beaten first class counties. I say we, but our counties have. So mm. it's absolutely doable. We, we could play and compete in those. It's just whether it's right for the structure of cricket or whether there's they can fit it into the calendar really. But like I said... I'd absolutely support that and all the counties I know would love to be back in a FA Cup style 50 overcome. Yeah. I've got to make sure that I'm prepared for it. any eventuality, whether it's that or a rep team or anything else. Maybe get some coverage on the BBC. You know, they're always on about getting more cricket on the television yeah. and with you know, pay TV snapping up right, left, right and centre. There's an opportunity there. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's our first campaign for the Premier League cricket show, I think, you. You reckon? Yeah, I think so. There's a, there'd be a hell of a lot of cricket fans out there would would not say no to it. Put it that way. You know, uh, I've, I've got enough experience on social media over the last couple of years to just see that they're all over it. And I'm a big believer that cricket—it's it, this unique sport that on a Saturday, a vast majority of cricket fans are actually playing cricket. And then when they've gone from playing cricket, they'll go somewhere to watch it on a Sunday, or they'll go to a Test match on a Thursday. And we all know you get a completely different crowd at a Saturday game if it's a professional game compared. To what you get another day because literally the players and the fans are alike unlike other sports you know you, you don't get many rugby fans and players crossover or in professional football you can absolutely forget it you know there's 55,000 at Anfield to watch Liverpool how many of them are you know, playing football the next day very very few and mm. it, it's cricket is unique that way and I think that's what mm. we want to do with the Premier League cricket show and in conjunction with you guys at National Counties just bring that flavour out there for what's going on we, we know that some of your counties Richard yeah, they'll have 50, 100, 200 people following them wherever they're playing. You know, Staffordshire, our own county, they always have a nice little band of supporters following them around the country. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and there's a few hundred people that, that go to a lot of the games. Mm. We have our T20 finals day, which is one of our main games to get a, a lot of people to. And then we have our one-day trophy final, uh, the 50-over competition at the end of August at, at Wormsley. And there was best part of a thousand people there last year. So we, we can do it. We can get that support there. It's just probably getting the consistency more week in, week out at yeah. our games because you get to see two T20 games. The the cricket grounds we play at are brilliant. Um, they put so much effort in. The wickets are always really good. And the, like I said, the counties put a lot of effort into hosting these games. And the showcase games, I suppose, are the one thing that we've got that are close to that at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I know some of the some of the counties that have done those really well have had well over a thousand people there. So it's it's definitely getting there we're going in the right direction so it's just the more we can publicise what we're doing uh, our general fixtures our finals maybe some of these rep games as well to go and see the best of what we've got uh, or some of what the best we've got anyway well, we'll be doing our bit with you Richard to try and publicise as much as possible we want to work closely on as you say the, the standard fixtures shall we call them not just the, the big name showcase games or the rep games you know the T20 is it yeah, anyone who loves T20 you've got a good few weeks of that right at the start of the season and we'll publish size as much of that as we can with you work with you on that Hugh's going to be all over the stats in those games as well you know one of the key things was I love your feature ones to watch on your website that's something we're keen at looking at across the whole of the Premier League but it does again dovetails nicely into what you guys do uh, um, and Hugh's the man for, for looking at those ones to watch whether it's someone striking in the first five overs, last ten overs against left-handers, right-handers, you name it Hugh can do that can't you yeah yeah I think also I think something that's 
I'm getting you know interested in is, is looking at the prospects coming through, and that's a, I'm going to be covering that across across the nation, but also through the national counties as well. Just looking at the young lads, um, you know, I've done a bit of work on picking up birthdays and things, so I can analyse um, ages, and and it's been really interesting to see um, the standard of some of the young players and how they jump out and how they compare against their peers. And you can really see the ones to watch. So it's going to be fascinating following their journeys. So uh, that will be, uh, you know, really interesting for the next year. And hopefully those guys will filter into the national counties at, at the younger end and gain some valuable experience. So yeah. look, listen out for the future episodes. We are going to be the Premier League Cricket Show, but we will change every now and again to the National Counties Cricket Show. And we'll be with Richard, I'm sure, will come and join us again. I know we'll uh, be talking to some of the coaches. I'm, I'm pretty sure Mr Lambert will come and join us at some point. Um, we'll get one or two of the other guys from around the country to talk about what's going on. And uh, hopefully everyone will get a better flavour of what National Counties is. And it certainly isn't minor counties, is it? No, no, absolutely not. And I think it's, like I said, we're, we're moving in the right direction with so many things. And it's it's great to be on the, on the show and hopefully give us an extra leg up to get into a new audience or more of the audience that we already know. Brilliant. Thanks for joining us, Richard. Hugh, thanks once again, mate. Cheers now. Great. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Premier League Cricket Show. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes and stay updated on all the latest news, views and discussions from around the Cricket Premier Leagues. And be sure to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram at TPL Cricket Show on both. Join the conversation, share your thoughts and connect with us and your fellow Premier League cricket fans. And hey, if you enjoyed the show, why not show us some love Leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast platform as it helps other potential listeners to find us when they're searching for cricketing podcasts. Thanks again for being part of the Premier League Cricket Show family and until next time, have a good one. Podcast Network.